Hi, I'm Renelle Golden, and you're listening to the Movie Making Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Atlas VPN. Today I am here with Eddie Deason. He is known for, oh my gosh, everything Polar Express, Grease, and a whole bunch of amazing voices and lots of animation. How are you doing today, Eddie? I'm great, Renelle. How are you? I'm good. It's so exciting to talk to you. And in honor of you, I did watch the Polar Express this morning with Know It All. Oh my gosh, so cute. I have not seen that movie since my kids were little. And I hear you're getting ready to celebrate that. Polar Express? Yes. 20 years Uh, or? Oh, 20 years next year. It's next November's the 20th anniversary. Oh, next November. Yeah, they are screening. I'm going to be doing a show in Houston on on Saturday. And coincidentally, it's being screened at a theater out here on that exact day. Steve and I would have went to see it, but we can't because I'll be in Houston. Yeah, but it's on the big screen for a day. Yeah. Very exciting. So, well, let's start at the beginning as, and we'll, we'll go as smoothly as we can be here. But how did you know that this was the career you wanted? Well, um, yeah, I think, let me see where it started. I think, oh, I, I just was, uh, my first role was, now I was six years old, about six. I played the first Hanukkah candle in my play at Beth Jacobs Synagogue in Cumberland, Maryland. And I was hooked from there. I wanted to be an actor from there. I loved oh. the stage. I remember getting real excited and happy. I got oh my to go out the first candle. There were eight of us kids, you know, being the eight candles on the menorah. And I was the first candle. And that was my first role. And I was hooked. Oh, wow. In Greece, you sang, didn't you? Uh, one song, one song I'm there. It's We Go Together. It's the only one I sing on. Oh, I would throw everybody sang that. I was, the, I was the worst singer in the whole cast, and not <laughs> to mention the worst dancer. I was like the Lucille Ball. They would all dance, you know. We had Barishnikov visit the set one day, and we danced for him. Everybody else danced, but I'm like Lucille Ball, you know, with the chorus girls. I'm like the klutz. I'm like the uncoordinated one. Oh, my God. I love it. That's that's funny, but good memory anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So once you, like, started getting roles like like Greece, how did you go about like launching your career? Because things are very different now than they were then. Well, we didn't have this kind of media. Yeah, you just kind of did them. Now, in those days, now you would do a movie. Grease, of course, was a big hit. Biggest musical of all time. So I lucked out. I won the lottery getting Grease. But I did bad B-movies. I, my next one was called Laser Blast, which bombed. In those days, a movie would just bomb and it was gone. You know, that nowadays, you know, they go to the video, DVD. You watch them on TV. You stream them. Every movie's alive they live now. live on. But in those days, yeah. You just, you know, do a movie and it died. It was just a bad movie. I, you know, I did a Saul of the Killer Bimbo, some movies you've never heard of, and they just died and faded away. Now I'm sure you can see them on YouTube or screen them, but that's how it was in those days. Wow, that's very cool. Do you have a favorite role that you ever did? Um, I would, yeah, my two favorite. My first was Grease. That was okay. my very first film. And I love John Travolta. He's my, probably my favorite star. But it's a tie with my last movie. My last major film I did was Polar Express. And Tom Hanks is my very favorite movie star. Robert Zemeckis is my very favorite director I love. Oh. So those would be my two favorites. They're kind of the bookends of my movie career. And they're my two favorites. Wow. And any, I'm most known for. At any point in your career, did you ever think, like, maybe I want to be a director or a writer? Have you always enjoyed the acting the most? 
I like acting, but I throw in lines. Like I, I, I will add lib lines. Like I, I did a movie called "I Want to Hold Your Hand," and I and Steven Spielberg was a was the producer. And I was first film he ever produced. Bob Zemeckis was the first film he ever directed. Oh, he wow. later remembered me. He's the guy that wrote me into Polar Express. But anyway, to answer your question, I, I ad lib lines in that. I wrote lines for "I Want to Hold Your Hand." I they let me do shtick. They were very open. And then I did "1941" with Steven Spielberg, and he let me ad lib a lot of lines. A lot of oh, that's awesome. Today's anniversary, by the way, that's an anniversary today. "1941" premiered. Um, it was forty four years years ago today 1979 december 14th and today's our anniversary and oh, i got to add cool. a lot of lines in that yeah Very cool. happy anniversary right well thank you yeah wow wow how when you're doing animated voices um because you you've done quite a bit of those how do you come up with the voice because they're all they're similar they're different do you do anything special or? Well, kind of me. I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm kind of a one trick pony. I kind of always do the same voice. There are some guys in voiceovers, you know, Dan Castellaneta and Nancy Cartwright, these brilliant geniuses. They can do, I know, a hundred different voices. I pretty much always do my same voice. I'm a one trick pony. And I just, I have my own little niche and people know, you know, I play the nerdy guy. So I always they have kind to of love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can get mad. I can be mean like Mandark and Dexter's Laboratory. I'm kind of a mean guy, but it's still my voice, you know, I'll get you Dexter. <laughs> and I'm like a mad scientist but usually I'm, I'm, i play a nice guy i think that's the character that my friend loves yeah oh, um, okay yeah i think it was that one he, he uh, something off of um dexter is dexter's it? laboratory right yes something off that yeah. he was going crazy so when you are recording i'm just being nosy and learning the process but when you're recording sure. animated voices are you reading off someone or do you just yeah. go in there's the microphone no animation i i always had a hard time right now not in my early days my early days my mind was pretty quick but it, it's got slower i had a lot of trouble the last two years i was on a lot of they, the meds put me on a lot of drugs the doctor put me on a lot of drugs and it hurt my memory i think a little i'm not as good as you speak but even before that even as old as polar express i used cue cards i could not remember lines and bob Bob had cue cards written up for me, and I wrote I read off cue cards. But my oh, early the days, best do. yeah. And anyway, voiceovers—you get to just read lines. Voiceovers is easy. You just sit at a stand and you read your lines off a of paper. It's a piece of cake. Whereas yeah. in a movie or a TV show, you have to memorize your lines. Yeah. So there's nobody in there, kind of helping you with the emotion. You're actually reading as if somebody's there. Oh yeah. Definitely. Because it, it's always I mean, so fascinating. Some, sometimes you are with the cast. Dexter's Laboratory, we record with the whole cast. Nowadays, it's so easy to record. You know, people record at home all the time. Everybody has a home studio, and you just record at home. But yeah. sometimes you're with the cast. Like when I did all the Cartoon Network shows, Johnny Bravo and Powerpuff Girls, you would oh you record God, with the cast. Oh, my God, all the ones I love. I yeah. love that. Yeah. You might not be able to tell, but I, I am a gamer, and I watch a lot of cartoons. Or I did. Oh. I, not as much as anymore. I still game, though. Don't tell okay. anyone. Yeah. But <laughs> I love playing games. So um, that's so cool. So is there any type of dream role or anything that you've ever wished you could do? Well, I had Polar Express was a dream. This is true. It was it was on my bucket list. I love Christmas. I'm Jewish, but I'm a Christmas nut. This is my favorite time of the year. Christmas is my favorite day of the year. And I yeah. always want to do a Christmas film right now. It was always my dream. So then Bob Zemeckis, I got to work with my favorite director of all time, my oh. favorite actor of all time, Tom Hanks. And I got to do a Christmas movie. So that was a fulfillment of a dream. My dream now is just I'd like to get back into movies. It's not necessarily a role, you know, I want to do, you know, the, the you know what I mean? I want to do the Pee Wee Herman story or whatever. Not yeah. necessarily that, but I, I'd love to get back to a role. Steve is a great manager. So, you know, maybe we'll luck into something. Now, I'm 66. I'm not as young as I used to be, but maybe oh. you know, I'll get into a role. We had a strike last year, and then I was in the hospital the last two years with my heart trouble, you know. So I'm back in good health now, and then, the, you know, good. the strike is over. So hopefully Steve will get me something this year. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I'll wish for that for you. Or, hey, maybe I'll get one of mine funded and add you in. I I have two Christmas films, and one is the 
a merry, he's all about Christmas, like excess. And he's the neighbor to like a grumpy old guy who's going to reunite with his kids. And he wants to bring the Christmas spirit to him and stuff. And I was telling um, Steve, I'm like, oh my God, I have a role for him. But of course I'm an indie filmmaker. It's not an easy process. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, get get financing, huh? Yes, always. And, but you know, you never know, never say never. And we have a great cast attached on that. So But wow, that's very cool. So have you done a lot of the comic cons? Is that something that you go around oh, yeah. and do? I've been do you doing like those? Probably about 40, yeah, about 40 years I've been doing them. I'm doing a signing show on, uh, on in Houston on Sunday. But I, I, I've done at least 100 of them, I think, over these. I started about 1982. I started doing them, and I fell in love with them. It's oh, my favorite wow. thing in the world. I love doing the shows. I love meeting the wonderful, nice people. You know, it's a joy. Yeah, I love oh, signing. It's cool. my favorite hobby. Got Have you ever had any, like, funny... Have you had any like funny experiences from these that, you know, kind of stayed with you, met peculiar people or, or um, actually other people? Oh, I'm sure I have. People? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, Let me think. Uh, I can't think. Of I'll see if I can. I'll come back. I mean, I've had funny experiences. I'm trying to think not at a Comic-Con necessarily, but, you know, just regular stuff, you know, with fans and, uh, you know, doing cameo videos. I've had weird experiences, but I'll try to think one. I'll try to answer your question better. <laughs> My experience if you think of one later, just email me and tell me. It'll be really okay, funny. Okay. I'll be like, oh, that's so cool. That always okay. fascinates me what people go through when they're out there. And sometimes they have some really amazing experiences. They meet people that kind of blow their mind. Either it's a fan yeah. or someone that's had a life experience that they're sharing with them where maybe the work you did made a difference or something. Oh, yeah. You hear this beautiful story. That's routine. You hear the beautiful story. No, oh, it I is? Love, Steve and I did a cameo today. You know, we did a cameo video today. We do these cameos. People order in and you can say, yeah. happy birthday. Congratulations on your wedding. Happy oh, birthday. Oh, cool. But a guy said, you know, I saw War Games and it made me be a computer programmer. He goes, 25 years ago, I became a computer programmer because I saw War Games. And you hear this stuff all the time, you know. This stuff does influence people, you know. Oh, wow. I went yeah. and watched your scene from War Games and it was about computers. Yeah, Mr. I think, is that in 19, 1980s or something? 1983, maybe? yeah, where computers were as big as your room in those days. That was the early computers. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. interesting listening to the dialogue then versus what they would say now. And, yeah. you know, that dialogue, I understand. When they talk about it now, it's sort of like, you, the what? Where? <laughs> I don't get no, it. I'm not so. way too. I'm, well, I play a computer. I played that movie. I was the first computer nerd. Right now, I invented the character, the computer nerd in that movie. The joke is I can barely turn on a computer. I love playing on Facebook. I'm a Facebook nut. But oh, I can barely good. turn on a computer. I know nothing about them. I I'm love it. That's so funny. I'm a computer idiot. <laughs> well, that's what you have your friends for, right? You, you know. Yeah. Even yeah. Steven Denise fix it for me when I need help. I always kid with my kids that they're my Google because they're always like, Mom, Google it. They're grown up yeah. now. They're like, just right. Google it. And I'm like, I have you. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. answer. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always work. But, you know, hey, I try. So yeah. that's that's so cool. Um, I'm trying to think what roles I want to ask you about. You have so many over the years. And um, I imagine they all have a certain kind of place in your heart for you, something good about them. But do you have any of your favorite, and you might have already answered this, but do you have any people that you've met and worked with that just stuck with you? You just loved working with them and they've like stuck around. Oh, that and, 
oh, kind yes. of made an impression I, 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 on your I, I, life. I can hit that home run out of the park so easy. Tom Hanks was the nicest guy I ever met. Just a wonderful, lovely guy. We finished the movie, last day of shooting. He comes oh. up, Eddie, I hear you're a Dodger fan. Yeah, I am. He goes, do you want to come to a Dodger game with me? Oh, so, my gosh. Are you kidding? You know, he takes me to three Dodger games. We bought my friends. Now, now I had a friend named Tommy, the first game. He was one of my best friends. Tommy had a disease, Lou Gehrig's disease. His body oh, was degenerating. Wow. And he was hunched over. He was gnarled up, you know, and he was getting oh. worse. To where he'd go, Hi, and he could hardly talk. He, it first happened, he would talk and he would spit. He would spit and we'd have dinner and he'd be spitting in my food. I go, Tommy, what are you doing? And then, he, you know, we found out he had Lou Gehrig's disease. So he, was oh. actually, he knew he was going to die. He knew his fate was he was going to suffocate. But anyway, I brought him to the first game with Tom Hanks. And, you know, he could hardly walk or talk, but I brought him down there. And I go, oh, my God, oh, wow. did I make a dumb sit? Is this going to be a train wreck? You know, so I brought Tommy and sat him down. Tom Hanks comes and sits there. And I turn my head. I'm going, oh, my God, is it? Please let this be good. Don't let Tommy embarrass himself. So I look down. Tommy's talking to Tom Hanks. He's going, hell, and he's talking. And Tom Hanks is nodding and listening earnestly, you know, just really, oh you know, God. asking him questions, you know, just really listening. Just see, he's just a prince of a guy, just a really, really cool guy. That really is nice beautiful. Guy. Yeah, so he's yeah. the same persona that we kind of see in the public. He really is that nice Absolutely. person. Same, same with John Travolta. Although John, I don't know if John, Tom has played a bad guy, Mike, but John Travolta is the same kind of a person, just the, the sweetest, nicest guy in the world, total mensch. But he's played a bad guy. He played a bad guy in Faith. Oh, a few. He's good at that. He's, he's, he's the nicest guy in the world. They're both so nice. Oh, wow. John, when we did Greece, he would always make sure I was okay. He always called me buddy. And my first scene in Greece, you see me walk down the stairs, you know, and the T-Birds mess with me. Every take, he'd go, you all right, buddy? Are you okay? They, they'd mess with me, and they go, go, Randall, our director, cut. Tom, are you all right? You okay, buddy? Da-da-da, next take, da da the T-Birds mess with me, cut. You okay, buddy? You need anything, buddy? He'd always That's make sure so I was cool. okay. Yeah, just an incredibly nice guy. Yeah, oh, when wow. I was sick, we're now, I was sick with my heart trouble uh, a year or two ago. Tom arranged for me to be flown to Florida, and he had his doctor take care of me. That's how sweet of a guy is. And he sent me a nice email. He sent me a, a nice email note. That's he a, just, yeah, oh, just wow. a really kind man. That's a huge blessing. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow. That's very good. And the, the best part is you are on the mend now. You are getting back to good health. And yeah. I'm getting my vitals taken on Monday. I'm, they're doing my vitals again. So hopefully everything will be okay again. Yes. We'll, we'll plan on that. Let's yeah. just claim it. It is. You're all good. Yes. Yeah. Because you've got more stuff to do, more movies to make. And oh, yeah. More I want to live to 100 explore. at least. Yeah. I want to live. I'm having a very, very happy life. This has been one of the happiest years of my life, 2020. Steve has made it that way. And Denise, they've, they've taken good care of me. They've been wonderful to me. And uh, uh, I'm just reconnecting on Facebook, seeing all my old friends again. You know, I miss them. Yeah. You only need that like one person to kind of be there for you sometimes. And it just makes the world of difference. Absolutely. um, Yeah, that's all we kind of need, like a little bit of kindness or something. The best kind of gift to give a loved one is the gift of security. Atlas VPN is offering podcast listeners 86% off their two-year VPN subscription. That's less than $2 a month to make sure your family's personal data is securely protected on all their devices. On top of that, you can get an additional six free months of service when you purchase in time for Christmas. Now you can utilize all that Atlas VPN has to offer, like their next-gen encryption, safe browse technology, and data breach monitoring. Keep your loved ones protected from cyber threats this holiday season. Go to get.atlasvpn.com forward slash movie making pod. That's get.atlasvpn.com slash movie making pod to get 86% off today. I have loved talking to you. I do know that you have got to run out early in the morning. So if you're up for it, 
I would like to ask you five really goofy questions. They are designed for people to just sort of get to know you better. Um, So I'm going to pull them up. And the first question is, let's see if I can memorize them. And they really are silly. So here we go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is your favorite food? My favorite food? Yeah. Um, Bacon. I'm I'm Jewish, but I love bacon. I like it extra crispy, dry the grease. I love bacon. I never get tired of it. I like bacon on bread with mustard. I put crispy bacon on two pieces of bread with mustard. That's how Elvis should eat it. Now, Elvis liked his burnt burnt black. I like mine well done, but not burnt black. But I like it well done, crispy, dry, not wet. Oh, that that's so funny. We that's had a waitress good. out here. We had a waitress out here. We went in to, and I, I I ordered from. I go, can I get two orders of bacon, please? I like it extra crispy, please dry. And she brings it back. It was perfect. It was impeccable. This bacon was so beautiful. It was, it was like a naked woman. It was so gorgeous. <laughs> I loved it. I, I I almost wept when I ate. It was so good. Like, so the next day I come in this. the same. I give her a ten dollar tip. I go, you were so wonderful. Thanks for getting my bacon perfect. I was so happy. So I go in the next day with Stephen Denise. I go bacon the same way, please. Dry, dry the grease and very crispy. So this comes out soaking wet that day. It's like oh. you said a bath. I go, does that look well done to you? Does that look dry? She go, well, it's a different cook today. Or it's a different kind of bacon or something. Yeah. Like had so much admiration for this girl. I thought she was a bacon genius. And then she yeah. let me down. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of, it was such a happy story. And then it took a nose yeah. dive. Yeah. I mean, I love my bacon. If, if You know how it is. When restaurants get exactly what you want or make it special, you give them a good tip. And, you, you know, you validate them. You're an excellent waitress. I like yes. to leave them little notes. You know, if they're good, I go, you're a superb waitress. And you Mary go You give them a $20 tip. Yeah. And you go back, of Keep course. going back. But yeah. She, she let me down. She didn't duplicate what it, you know, they got to duplicate what you say. You know, I want cherries jubilee. Please, can I have uh, four cherries or whatever? You know, whatever your order is. And you say, please, it's important. Can I get four cherries? And if they get your order right, you give them a big tip. That's how you pay them for doing that order for you. But if they screw up, you know, you don't want to give them a tip. You kind of want to leave and not pay the bill. Oh, no. Did I say that? (laughs) Oh, oh, that's funny. Okay, next question, though. This one's a little more serious. What Mm -hmm. is something that maybe inspires you or motivates you in life? Um, uh, I I'm, I would say because I'm 66, probably death, the afterlife uh, makes me want to live every moment, wants me to survive. I know we're going to survive as spirits. I worry about next life. You know, will I have as good a life as this? I mean, I have the greatest life in the world right now. I, I couldn't be happier. I have everything I want. I've achieved so many of my dreams. I have a wonderful life. Tons of friends. I'm financially okay. I'm very happy. Steve's my manager. I'm in good shape. But, you know, you go next life and you have to start over again. So I, I worry about the future that way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm pushing 60, yeah. so I get it. Yeah, I get yeah. It. This so. life, I feel good, though. I, w- I want to live behind. Like I say, I want to enjoy this life for 40 more years, I hope. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I hope we all do. I really do. So, yeah. all right. Next question. What's something that you have always dreamed of doing that you maybe haven't done yet that isn't related to movie making or entertainment? Um. I, I was well. I, I was married. I was married in the eighties. It was a brief two-year marriage. It didn't go that well, but she was a good friend, Linda. I loved her. We had a lot of good times together. We saw Sammy Davis and Bill Cosby on our honeymoon in Las Vegas. We oh, we wow. loved to go to restaurants together. We uh, she was just a really good friend, and we had a lot of good times. But that would be what I would do. I like to get find the right woman and get married. I would be happy to. That's probably nothing but trouble, though. I mean, you should get a cat or dog or something. No, that's kidding. another one. No, Rinelli, you say Steve and I would just say we we want to move out of here. Steve, me and Denise. Want to be able to get it's too small. And one of my dreams is I want to get a dog. I'm a dog person. I'm not a cat oh, person. Dog. 
but I want to get a dog and I want to name it Curly after my favorite comedian, Curly oh, Howard of the Three Stooges. Yeah, oh. yeah, I want to name it Curly. That's oh, that's wow. the only thing I have definite is what I'm going to name it. So cute. Okay, well, when you do get one, I want a picture. That's, that's oh, sure. very cool. Absolutely. All right. Number four. All right. This is a fun one. What is your favorite song to sing at the top of your lungs when you're driving in the car? Well, I can't drive. so that, Okay, that when you're back, riding but... in the car? Alone in the bathroom. I'm not a big singer longer. I, I love music more than anything. I'm a Beatles nut. My favorite song I would say would be a Hard Day's Night by the Beatles. I don't necessarily sing along with it. I love Hound Dog by Elvis. I, I love oh, so good. many songs. Like right now, right now, right now, there's so many Christmas songs I love. You know, I love Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry. I love Santa Bring My Baby oh. Back to Me by Elvis. I love A Marshmallow World by Darla. Um, oh name? my gosh, I got to play yeah, some of those. I, love that I song. haven't heard those. I don't like the Dean Martin version. I like her version. But I like, you know, I love Christmas. Songs. I get high on Christmas songs. I love them. Oh, yeah. that's, I love Beatles music. Yeah, that's very cool. I, yeah, I need to embrace Christmas again. It's it's not my favorite holiday anymore. And it used to be. So I'm working on it. I'm not quite the Grinch, though. Almost. What happened? Um, life. Life oh, okay. happened. You know, okay. all those things that in the middle. Yeah. So yeah, it'll that. get there one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure okay. it will. This one's really hard for anyone in the industry, but... What is your favorite movie? Oh, it is uh, A Hard Day's Night by the Beatles. That's my favorite movie. I've seen oh, it a million times. Course. I remember seeing it as a kid. We go to the theater and they say, this is 1964. I was seven years old. We went to the theater, Renell. It was screaming all the way through 90-minute movie. The girl screamed. This is a little town oh, Cumberland, gosh. Maryland. You know, This isn't like New York or Chicago. You know, right. This is a little town Cumberland, Maryland. And it was at the Strand Theater and the girl screamed all the way through. And you look at the screen, the Beatles were moving their lips. You know, you couldn't hear anything. Oh, wow. But it was electrifying. And then I saw the movie. I, I never get tired of it it's oh, my wow. favorite song i love the opening sequence I, it's the beatles at their best so that's definitely my favorite movie oh my gosh that's that's a great movie too i've been forgotten yeah. about that one but that's yeah. from like my youth how cool yeah. is that where are you from before we go cumberland maryland cumberland and lavelle maryland a suburb of it okay West, it's western maryland that's you know what i love that state it's beautiful so yeah maryland um, nice. yeah i loved it it's nice, yeah. I have loved talking to you. It was so great to meet you, Eddie. Well, you and four questions. Don't you owe me one? I thought it was four questions. Oh, I thought I asked five. Okay. Okay, you said uh, the song, the movie. Uh, what? What was the other ones? Yeah, what, I something you, you, you dreamed of doing. Dreamed of doing. Dreamed of doing. Right? A dog. Which song? Um, right. Let's see. Uh, something that inspires you. Something that inspires me. Yeah. Wait, yes. That was four. And food. Bacon. bacon. You're right. Don't you forget the okay. bacon. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You were right. I sit corrected. I sit corrected. Somewhere in there. You know what? I'm lost all the time. So I can ask oh. more. I can make them up. You want, you want okay. <laughs> Uh, favorite thing to wear on your feet? Um, socks and shoes as a rule, you know, <laughs> um, trying to think. I like hush puppies. I love comfortable shoes. I have these nice silky shots. Steve and I love to go shopping for clothes and I have oh. these socks that are real nice and silky and they feel so good on your feet. My current shoes, here's a weird one right now. I always wear nine and a half all my adult life. And yeah. then I went to the shoe store and I tried a 10 and I can actually wear a 10. It feels kind of oh. more comfortable. So I'm actually a, a 10. Thing. I've been nine and a half all my adult life, but I, I you know, I love com nothing like a good comfortable pair of shoes, you know? you know, and you know what you hate right now? It's like a, a belt. I don't know if you you women have something like this. it's a man's belt when you get the first scratch with your fingernail you're scratching your belt you scratch it it doesn't come oh, out right, you scratch right. it and this shoe i like it's kind of it's not a hush puppy but it's like a leather shoe and when you scratch it with your fingernail that scratch doesn't come out oh, it happens that's that's funny that well we yeah. all have this thing that make us comfortable and you know as long yeah. as we're wearing clothes it's good right Yes. Well, Apparently sometimes we when girls to. don't wear, so. let's not go there. <laughs> it's all good. So, well, Eddie, you yeah. have been an awesome guest. I thank you for coming on. I hope I can sure talk to now. you again when you have more time and 
I hope you have a fantastic weekend and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, Renault. It was a pleasure talking to you. You, you are a lovely lady. Merry Thanks. Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Have a wonderful holiday season. And, and I hope you. you get that spark back, that spark back that you had. I hope Someday. Someday. Life and Christmas again. Yeah. Thank you. Or I'll get a okay. puppy. Who knows? Okay, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay, tell, sure, Renault. Give Steve my love. I sure will. Okay, Thank bye, Renault. Bye, sure. guys. Movie Making with Renelle Golden is brought to you by Samira Entertainment, supporting indie films and the filmmakers who create them. Stop by their website to learn more, www.samiraentertainment.com. That's www.samiraentertainment.com. You've been listening to Movie Making with Renelle Golden. Be sure to come back for our next episode where we bring you the people who make movies you love. Got a topic about filmmaking you want to hear on our podcast? Send us an email at moviemakingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.